Wow, what, a, what an honor to be here. I, uh, I live over in the West Coast, and uh, <laughs> life's a little bit different over there, so it's been about 10 months since I've been in such a congested uh, environment of worship. I won't get into the details. <laughs> it is such an honor for Sue and I to be back again at Heart of the City and for the sound. Uh, we just feel uh, so honored. There's such a high level of uh, anointing always. I think I've done, uh, Jay, I think I've done six or seven of these. How, how long have you been going as a church? 13 years? This year, this July will be 15. 15 years. I've, I've probably done half of them. And... Uh, <laughs> And that's a good sign that you invite me back. Okay, so, yeah, high level of anointing. And, of course, we get so honored by J.O. and Ray Dean. You know, they were on my staff for seven years. But we go deeper than even our own church. And uh, J.O. and I met each other in 1989. We've been walking together in the gospel since then. And uh, Ray Dean and I met each other around 1990, 91, and went down to Eureka, where he was a youth pastor. He was 10 times more intense than he is today. And uh, <laughs> I won't tell you what he was doing. He was killing himself for the gospel. And this young, this young wife and mother holding Seth, I could read her eyes. And she was looking at me, saying, help me. <laughs> I just love the people here. It's such an overwhelming experience, so I really look forward to coming, and it's good to be with Tracy and Natalie. Uh, we go way back also, and uh, Natalie has a, a very unique prophetic touch on her. She gave me a prophetic word. She doesn't even realize, I'll talk to her later about it, that was very profound, and it really, really helped me understand myself, and I'll tell you later about that, but you'll enjoy Natalie's gift, and of course, Tracy, uh, he's, he's intense. And uh, he's going to be the wild man tonight, and I'm going to be the old fart up here. And uh, you know, he's going he's gonna to stir it up, and things are going to happen. Mountains are going to move. And of course, being here with my lovely wife, Sue, and, um, who is just gracious as all get out, uh, but she packs a punch. She has a real gift of revelation, and uh, I'm so excited once again. We've, we've ministered all over the world together as a team, and I'm excited about that. Now, I just want to just say one thing. I, I know that I'm, I'm treading like gently here. I know the mask thing's got an issue, and I'm not here to touch it at all. Okay. But uh, I need your help. Sue and I are going on February 6th to a country in Central Asia that I can't speak publicly about. It's one of those underground church. We're going to do a lot of illegal things. And... Uh, <laughs> You guys seem to like the word illegal, uh, but, uh, but uh, this is an Acts 519 church, that's what I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, here's what happens, go in there and we're going to be ministering with a team of young, zealous leaders who are going to be church planting in a place where there's a lot of Holy Spirit activity. It's very, very Muslim and very, very communist, so we're going in. Now, to get into the country, catch this. We have to test negative on a PCR COVID test. If you're a medical person, you know which one that is. That's where they really dig up into your nasal cavity, into your earlobes, and check out your eyes. Okay, but <laughs> we, we have to test negative within 72 hours of landing 
in that airport in that country you go to, or we're going to be like taken up to the mountains or something. They won't, they won't let us on the plane. Thousands of dollars have been put into this, and the, the leader there want, wanted us to come at this time, really inconvenient. So I got a test and land. It's, it's a 30-hour trip where we're going. So I have only 42 hours to spare, and we can't get COVID. So I, don't judge me from wearing masks if you feel like, it's like does, the, does the brother believe in healing? I do. But here's what, here's what you're doing, what you're helping me do. You're helping me not get COVID so I can go over to this place and get martyred. So that's what you're I want, you to, I want you to just kind of think of it in that context. We're helping the brother get tortured. Okay? Get house arrested. I've been in that part of the world before. It's a little bit scary, but God will be with us. God's doing some things that will blow your mind. Because, hey, you know what? Jesus is always working. I want to get into this here in a second. So... So we can't hug you, don't, don't get offended, talk with us, don't spit on us, and keep us healthy. You get us over there, we'll send you pictures. Now tonight, I want, I want to share and I want to minister about the God who is near. That's the word I have in my heart for you. My wife doesn't think I can preach in 20 minutes, I'm going to shock her, she's timing me as we speak. But the, the church right now, I think you would agree with me, I'm talking about the church at large, not just the United States, but around the world. The church is extremely fearful, the church is stressed, the church is angry, and even the church is divided. And it's almost as if we believe that God has just left us alone in the trenches to slug it out until he comes. Now, what I want to do is I want to refute that tonight because it's, that's, that couldn't be farther from the truth. That God's just leaving us alone to fight out this ugly world, and this ugly, ugly scenario in our nation, and ugly this and ugly that and ugly this. God is still consistent. He doesn't change. There is no shadow of turning in God. Now, so I'm going to give you seven scriptures and seven theological points of why God is near. You ready to go? First scripture. Here we go. For what great nation is there that has a God so near. No, brother, you got, it. you got it up there? You got it. I don't see it back on the screen here. Is that correct? I have to turn my head this way. I'm just going to trust, just like we have to trust Jesus, that he's there. <laughs> what nation has a God that's so near as, as it is the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him? My first theological point to you is this. The very name Christian points to the reality that we are people who have God intimately active with us. The word Christian comes from the word Christ. Christ in the Greek means to have one smeared all over with the oil, of, with oil, just basic definition. To anoint them, smeared with oil. But Jesus said, I'm not smeared with oil, I'm smeared with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of the Lord's upon me, for he has anointed me. Come on, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Acts chapter 10, and went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So the, the, the word Christ means God's all over them. God's in them. God's through them. People get upset that Christians think they got God in their back pocket. It's far worse than that. We don't just got God in our back pocket. We got him in our heart, in our head, in our ear, our feet. Come on, he's all over us. Amen? Now, Christian means little anointed one. That's what it means. We're little Christ or little anointed ones who have the Spirit all over us, 
working with us, near us, speaking to us. And to, this is the sound. We, we hear the voice of God. Our very name means we got God near. So to say God's too far, he's making us slug us out, slugging it out, we, we betray the very name which, by which we identify with. The second scripture I want to give you, here we go. A- A- Exodus 6, 2-3, God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. That seems very insignificant to us who live in now in the 21st century. But notice this, I appeared to Abraham, Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob as God Almighty, Come on, he was the God who gave promises and fulfilled those promises. He came and he appeared to them. And he was powerful. He's the all-sufficient one, the all-powerful one to do that. But But notice what he says. There's a new revelation coming here. But by my name, the Lord, or what you know today as Yahweh or Jehovah, by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. Here's my second point. God appeared to the patriarchs and made promises to them, but he introduces himself in a greater way to Moses as the I am. What, what do you mean, the I am? Moses, I am whatever you need me to be. They knew me as one who would fulfill promises, but what do you need from me? And so what is it you need God to be? I'm right here to be that. Well, I need to feel right. I need to experience some righteousness. I'm declaring you righteous. I'm right here. I'm declaring you righteous. I need to become like Jesus. I'm transforming you. I need, I need to have security. I am your peace. I need to know that God is with me. I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. You got my power, my voice, my provision, my healing, my guidance, my covering. Come on, I'm going to even fight your battles, okay? I'm going to fight your battles for you. That's who I am. What do you need me to be? That's what I am. Now, the, now Abraham didn't know that, Mo. Come on. Isaac didn't know, Jacob didn't know, but I'm bringing a new level of understanding of who I am. I'm right here near you, whatever you need me to be. Third scripture. Love this one. Come on. Am I a God at hand? Jeremiah 23, 23 to 24. Am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? Here's my point. Number three, God's presence is in every place. You know, I get a lot of, I, 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 I have a humorous time listening to some Christians pray sometimes. They're, they inform God. It's really interesting. Lord, Charlie's in bed with an inflamed duodenum. Lord, he's had 102.5 fever for three days. I mean, I can just see God in heaven. Well, hold that thought. Give me a, a pad and a pencil right now. Got to write this down. Did not know he had a flame duodenum. Come on. Come on. He's present. He's present, to, he's present to see. He's present to hear. He's present to intervene. He's present to protect. I had a brother in our church who was just in a dark, dark time. And uh, during a worship service like this, he says, God, you don't even know where I'm at. Do you know where I'm at? And about five minutes later, another brother in our church just walked over and said, you know what? I just feel like I'm supposed to tell you that God knows where you're at. <laughs> it was just, just profound, just profound. Just, you know. Come on. 
You know, I'm a God who's far. You know, God saves people in all sorts of environments. I mean, we think it has to be like in the worship. Seth's got to be leading worship, the glory fog here, like you're from your fog machines, and everyone's hooting and hollering. That's where God appears. But the glory, you know, the Shekinah. North Africa, Algier, Algiers, there were uh, 37 Muslims in a mosque praying. Jesus appeared to them all at the same time in 37 different visions, and they all got saved right on the spot. You're, 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 telling me, you're telling me that Jesus went into a mosque? Yeah. Do I not fill heaven and earth? Come on, come on, make my bed in hell, you're there. Come on, he's everywhere. Sees everything, hears everything. This is a really important point here. He's right near us, we can't run from him. I don't care what happens, he's still near us. Come on, here we go, fourth scripture. Luke 10, eight to nine. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. That's not fun, I've done that. Heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Here's my fourth theological point. The gospel is the good news of the kingdom. The Bible says Jesus Jesus came. He taught in every synagogue. He he preached. He proclaimed the kingdom of God was present. He He proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom and he preached to them. The gospel of the kingdom is the good news. The gospel is the good news of the kingdom. The kingdom is the living king present with us. So so when Jesus was saying, the kingdom is here because I'm here. And we're saying to people, the kingdom of God is here. We're saying it's here because the king is here. And I'd like to suggest to you tonight that the kingdom of God is here because the king is here. We got to get a little faith in this thing. There we go. Fifth scripture. Like you to have some hope that this is going to end. Now, is that clock moving towards zero or towards 20? That's very deceiving. What is it about this church? Keeps deceiving me about all sorts of stuff. The king, now here it is, here's the scripture, excuse me. Fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. My fifth point is the king who is present with us delights in giving us all that his kingdom brings. Come on, we're like little chickadee. The sky is falling. You know, we're all going to die. We're, come on, we're all going to go broke and starve in the streets. And How many people have had some projecting thoughts where you kind of went there sometimes? Me and about 10 others. Okay. I mean, just down the road in Spokane, we got another church from our church called Livingstone Church, Pastor Van and Lori. I'll never forget, they had been passed, they, 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 they planted that church, and I think it was 2008 or 9, it was somewhere right after you guys had planted this church, and it wasn't going well. In one year, all they had was the, the three couples that left. It was a, it was a hard thing. And, and I'm flying into Spokane to, to encourage him. And I'm, I'm coming off the plane, and God just drops this verse in me. Tell them it's the Father's good pleasure to give them the kingdom. 
I said, here's the scripture. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom today. They own seven acres free and clear, two campuses, 200, 250 people. God has blessed them with mucho money and, and all sorts of divine appointments. It's, it's exciting what God does because it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Wonderful. Come on. He is gonna, he's not just near us. He's going to be near us to favor us. Come on. Acts chapter 1, my fifth verse, or sixth verse, excuse me, verse 4 and 5, give you some hope here. While, sta while, while staying with them, this is Jesus after the resurrection, while staying with them, hanging out with a dead guy who came alive again, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem. I, I love this. Go, wait, go wait. I like this, I like the go wait thing. <laughs> but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now here's my sixth point. God wants to be present in us to work through us. He wants to, come on. He wants to work through us. You don't work for God. You work, you allow God to work through you. Jesus, remember Jesus? John 5, 17, he says, until now, the Father has been working and I have been working. You allow God to work through you. John Wesley used to tell his preachers, wherever you go, you discover how grace is operating in that region and you cooperate with it. Father, what are you doing? What are you doing in me? What do you want to do through me? What do you want to do at this time? You know, we're always praying, God, move, move, God. You know what God's saying back to us sometimes? You move. You move. I'm already moving. You got to catch the wind. You got you to tie into who I am. You got to get my voice. It's amazing when people just all of a sudden trying to turn into God's voice and get some faith going. All of a sudden, man, God's doing a work. Well, he's already been working. You just finally tapped into it. Acts 17, my seventh scripture. Paul's on Mars Hill. And he says, and he's talking to all these Greek geeks and, he's, and togas. And he says, hey, listen. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth. Now, here's something very important for us, even as Americans, to listen to. Having determined allotted periods. That's scary, isn't it? Like, you no, know, America goes on forever. No, it's not the kingdom of God. I love America. You, you open this vein up, it starts, Star Spangled Banner starts coming out of it. But. <laughs> Allotted periods, now notice this, in the boundaries of their dwelling place, the, the extent of their influence. Now, why is that important? That means that God is sovereign. That's what Nebuchadnezzar had to learn. That's why he went insane like a beast, because he couldn't get that down that wasn't in his control. What's the result of this? That they should seek God. Now, here's what I want to really bring you to to close this up. And perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. Now, here's my seventh theological point. He's near every person on earth. All they have to do is feel their Way towards him. So if you understand this, you'll understand this last verse. I don't know if you even got it on my notes. Romans 10. Romans 10. We got it. All right. Verse 6 through 8. 
But the righteousness based on faith says this. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? Come on, there's no pilgrimages here. I got to crawl on my knees. I got to go bring Jesus down. He's already been here. I got to get God to move. He's already moving on earth. The Holy Spirit's already been poured out. Do not say in your heart, will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. That's already happened. It's called the resurrection of the dead. It's why we celebrate Easter. But what does it say? The Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. If they would just feel their way after him. It's in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Tonight, let's just feel our way. Just get your hands out here. Right, I got a broken finger. What do you, what'd you do that for? I break fingers all the time. Let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just feel our way after him right now. Jesus, we feel our way after you. We reach for you. We reach for you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we're grabbing you by faith. We're grabbing you by faith for this church's future. We're grabbing you by faith for my future, for every, my life, my dream, my business, my family, what you want me to do. I just sense such a hunger tonight of people. I just want to be used by God. I want, to, I want God to use me. It's great to watch God use our pastor and other people. I want to be used. God says to you, he's going to bring a fresh anointing on this whole congregation. You know, I was praying for you guys late this afternoon, and I ran into something. Here we go. Got my eyes closed. I'm 66 years old. If I fall off the stage, just, just pick me up. I felt, I felt for the church what was going to happen and this is what the Lord said to me, that this is going to be a church of great faith. Great faith. It's a church of great faith. Great faith. And because of the great faith, there's going to be great things that are going to be taking place. There's a, there's a mass movement of the Spirit of God coming. And I'm talking about sinners getting saved and people getting rattled and divine appointments you know, in the Welsh revival, they had a revival called the Get Out of Bed Revival. <laughs> Literally, people got prayed for, you know, people were interceding for people, and they got convicted in the middle of the night, got out of bed and gave their life to Christ in the middle of the night. But there's just going to be divine appointments and people busy and miracle stories and testimonies of miracle provisions and healings and here and there. And there's going to be criticisms and people are going to, I feel like even a spirit of jealousy will come against the house and there will be false things said. And, but yet this church will just move on. And, and, it's, and here it is, guys. This church, Paul said about the Roman church, that your faith is spoken of throughout the world. You will be known throughout this nation. Your pastors will be interviewed. But here's what's beautiful about this. The story that they're going to tell is the story of you. Amen. I just see heaven touching earth. I, like the video tonight, I see books written with testimonies 
of the people here of miracle stories. I mean, it's going to be like volume one, volume two, volume three, volume four. It's, it's just stories after stories after stories of, the, of people becoming living epistles read and known of all men because of your great faith. So we just reach after him. Amen? All right, team, come on up here. Let's get to work here. my, uh, what's my sound man again? The guy hooked me all up with my mic. Caleb. Caleb, could you stand up back there? I got, I got to give this to you, brother. Um, you know, as you grew up, I don't know how old you are, Caleb. How, Caleb, how old are you? 15. You're, you're 50? 17. 17. All right. Ears, buddy. Ears. Jesus, here. You know, you're growing up, it was almost like some people felt sorry for you, but you were like the happiest kid in the world. I mean, you had happiest attitude and happy this. And I mean, even insults would just kind of fall off you like water off a duck's back. I mean, it was just, you just were resilient. And because you're a Psalm 27 guy, one thing that I desired, and that's what I seek after, that I dwell in the house of of the Lord all the days of my life, that I would choir of him in his temple. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. You're just a happy Christian because you just love God. You don't feel like you're... Here's the issue. You don't have an ounce of jealousy about the world. You actually feel sorry for those people. You just love God. And the favor of God is going to come on your life, young man. Favor of God. I mean, I'm telling you, you're going to make money. I'm going to tell you, that sounds good. You're going to have a wonderful wife. You're going to have wonderful children. You're one of those guys that shows up for your 20 class reunion, and you know, the captain of the football field, you know, team's got a big giant Santa Claus belly over his belt. He's been on three marriages. He's a drunk, okay? Doesn't have enough money to spit in a spit tomb. Here you're going to be walking. What happened to that guy? How did he get so? How did that all happen to him? It's just a favor of God. I tell our church, two puppy dogs chase you, and I'm going to give you this illustration because it's you. Goodness and mercy will chase you all the days of your life, son. Favor of God. Gonna defer to my colleagues. Caleb. As he was prophesying, I, I could just see the Lord saying, He is fearfully and wonderfully made. That the way He made you is exactly the way He made you. That you shouldn't look at or allow anything else to try to form you, change you, transform you. The favor comes on you. You don't have to be like anyone else. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to act like someone else. But God put it on you. And that favor is on you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And some reason, I keep seeing you as the tinker guy. The tinker, tinker, tinker. Tinking with stuff. Taking stuff apart. Putting stuff together. Just tinkering. 
And the Lord says that you have an invention that he's giving you and he's working on you. And that power of tinkering is going to come and play out. You used to get in trouble for it. Now you get, you get, they're excited that you do it here. And the world's going to be excited that you do it later. Because that ability to tinker is going to create for you the inventive power. That power of invention that's going to create the wealth is going to come through your hands. And I see this, this month of March. I don't know why I see March. But I see March, and I see something happen in March. Either there's an effective date, a date of, of, of something important for you in March. And God says that this is the, this, this tinkering and tinkering, tinkering. You even wonder, should I go and get more training? 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 But the Lord says, I have given you the Holy Spirit. And he will train you, and he will teach you, and he will guide you, and he will give you clarity, and he will give you exercise. He will exercise you in ways that the world cannot train you because I want to train you in areas that you've never, that they don't even know yet. Don't allow something to destroy your inventive side, the tinkering side. If you go that way and try to be like them, you will be like them, but not like who you are supposed to be. You're Caleb, the tinkering, anointed, favored, glorious, powerful wealth creator that is an inventor. And God says, don't, don't underestimate and don't sell yourself short for you are fearfully and wonderfully made. All right, the girl with the, let's see, there's a guy with a light green shirt and you're on his right. Yes, you. <laughs> so, so what the Lord showed me is that, and, and Pastor Bob kind of preached about it, that God doesn't do things outside of us. He does things through us. And the Lord says he is one spirit with you. And when he wants to show off, he's going to show off through you. And so the Lord is saying to you that he wants you to remove any shyness, any reservedness, and let that gift come, come out in a flamboyant way. His creativity in you, give it all the passion that you can muster up because that's when the Lord will be able to be seen by others. The Lord says he's one spirit with you and he wants to show off. Not just looking on the outside of you, but he's going to work through you in Jesus' name. Amen. And while we were worshiping pastor, pastors, I saw such an interesting thing. I saw men who were homeless, transient, coming in and kind of feeling like we need to sit in the back row. But I, I saw the fire of God coming on them in the services and they were going to be highlighted by God as firebrands. I saw them preaching here on the stage because you were giving them the mic. And, they, and then from here, as they were releasing the fire of God, they went into the streets and it went on and on and on. And I want you to know that if there's anybody listening and you, that has been your history or that is your current situation, the Lord says, just as Pastor Bob preached, he has seen you all the days of your life. And his fire is on you. And his fire to make you his preacher, his preacher of righteousness is on you and in you. And he wants to raise you up to be his voice, to be his voice. You were never lost. You were always seen by him. I release that fire on you and on this city 
this heart of the city in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's a couple on the back here, uh, the couple in the very end on the back row. You've got a striped shirt on and you've got kind of a green. If you two could stand, you guys are a couple, I assume. I better ask that. I get in trouble if I don't ask that. I've gotten in trouble. I just saw a map fall on top of you with a directional, like a compass point, and there was a, uh, a go all over you on this map. There is a go on you. There's two really strong words that came. First of all, God has a, uh, a, an assignment for the two of you that is beyond your comprehension, even beyond your financial ability. But God is coming to say, I have an assignment for you that's going to send you to nations. And you're going to be uh, even taking people in and out with this assignment. And God is coming to fulfill a dream that is even started in you, daughter, that's like flowed into your marriage in a powerful way that you would not even expect, oh man of God, but God is changing you. And the, the, so there's a strong go and come message with an international sending. I see a map just falling, a map, a, a blue map, you know, with all the oceans of the world and you're crossing the ocean to go to this place. The other word that came to me is that that God is removing uh, years of reproach. There has been a season where there was accusations on you and your man of God. There's a, um, a lifting of a reproach that was spoken over you, a word that was to hold you back. And God is saying, I have lifted off the shame. I have come to lift off the reproach of a former day. And I have given you a freedom in Christ that no man can put a lid on who you are and who I have called you to be. I give you freedom, says the Lord. I declare over your household, your entire household this day, there would be a set free over your entire household. And there is there is like a rope. Uh, there's like someone in your family that is attached to uh, something that's not been great, but God is bringing them back. He's got a, a spiritual rope, a, a lifeline on this one, and he is bringing this one back, says the Lord. There's not, a, there's not an end of the story. God is bringing that one back that has been on your heart. He's got an, he's, he's got an everlasting, a tenacious love for this, this child, and God is coming to bless you and finance this vision that's going to send you. Amen. I had a word for you too, so I'm glad my wife spoke up. You just seem to be targeted tonight. And uh, brother, you are, whether you're doing it or you, you need to tap into it, you have a great potential to be a great discipler. I mean, to just, you stick to people like glue. I mean, you just remember them. If they fade away, you hunt them down. You're like a hound dog. And, uh, and uh, God's used that for you just to take you and your band of disciples, just bring them into the house of God. And, and you know, you love the Bible. I mean, you love the Word. It's not like you're a profound theologian, but you don't have to be. I mean, what's the problem? That's what the verse says. That's, that's it. That's the answer right there. I mean, you don't have to slice it, dice it. You just believe it. 
Paul said the Thessalonians received the word of God not as the word of man, but as the word of God that works effectively in those who believe. And that's what God's done with you, and that's what you're doing with others. I just see your home just kind of have a semi-crash pad in your house, okay, where people just come and flop and stay a few nights, or they might stay a week, or they're transitioning to go do something else. There's just a huge spirit of hospitality upon the two of you and uh you know it's popcorn and it's split pea soup you know with no peas in it okay it's all you got but man you know your hearts are full and give them what you got people are blessed and they just want to be there and the favor of god is on you you know i want to warn you just because i see that there, the enemy can kind of tap into you to get hurt there's a you're a big stud you got a you got a teddy bear heart and you can get wounded you're going to get hurt. I feel God just wants to warn you, just learn to forgive. Just learn to forgive. Just, we'll just forgive them. Just forgive. I've already learned in 2020 to forgive a lot. Like a lot. Okay, just we just forgive. Yeah, but they called you like, you know, this. <laughs> just forgive them. It's okay. You're going to have to get there because the enemy will use that as bait to destroy you. Okay, I just want to, because you've got a great gift. You've got a great future. God's going to do so many wonderful things for you. Amen. You receive that? Amen. God bless you. Amen. You got another? Back to you. <laughs> um, you know, I just feel like I saw, I, as, as they're prophesying, I see you in this, this raft going down this, this white water. And this, this water is getting rough and this water is moving fast, but you know how to handle yourself. And the Lord wants you to be confident that he trusts that you know how to handle yourself in this season. That you don't have to second guess yourself because God's not second guessing you. And I don't know if you know this gentleman here in the blue. Do you guys, you know, you have a, you have a, you're, you're nodding like right there. And yeah, you, do you know him? Do you know him? You guys know each other well or men's camp? So I just feel like there's some kind of like, I don't know, connection in ministry or some kind of connection as that discipleship word was coming on him I felt like that was coming on you as well and I felt like that God was going to you know bring a real strong discipleship culture for men uh, and that you guys were somehow going to be a part of that and again I got confused here so I'm going to just I felt like there was someone who has like a pain that's around your hip maybe hitting the lower part of your back is that you or is that you which is that one of you any of you is that you? That's you? That is you? I want to just first talk to one of these two guys because he kept getting in my way. He, his face kept coming up. This gentleman in the blue, his, he kept getting in the way. As I'm trying to look for him, he kept popping up. So I get confused on the word of knowledge. You know, it's like, which one is it? So you, you have a band, a band, little pain here, little band. Okay, so the Lord is releasing you. Will you stand to your feet? Not, not, he's, he's sitting down white water rafting he said down you're the one now we're focusing on you know the the power of god is going to hit you like like you've never encountered because you want a touch from god you are ready to go to that next level but you say god i need a touch i need you to touch me i need to encounter you and the lord's going to give you give you that encounter that encounter is going to wreck you it's going to change your life and then it's gonna it's gonna trinkle it's gonna just go down 
your, your family. It's going to go right down into your family, into your kids. It's just going to go right down because you're wondering what it's going to take to get them. What is it going to take to get them? But God says, as he rocks you, he will rock everybody. And that is, that is going to be the key. You are the linchpin to your family's breakthrough. You are, you are that secret sauce that God's going to release. And you'll feel that if you, I don't know if you have pain now. Do you have any pain or discomfort now? Any of it? Is it just, when did it go away? As soon as you stood up, it went away? Oh, come on. Move it around a little bit. Just, just, we can't. See, now let me just tell you guys, you guys have to wait for the miracles. Don't. You don't get don't get healed before I announce it. It messes up stuff. It just ruins the whole night. Now I don't look like I had anything to do with it. But God's going to rock your world because he wants you to encounter power. And when you guys get with those men, you're going to not just get men that come in addicted, not men that, the men that are going to be struggling with pornography and they're going to go, I've been struggling and struggling, but you're going to just do what God just did to your hips. He's, you're just going to lay hands on them. And as soon as you lay hands on them, all of that is going to fall off. All the stuff that they're just going to fall away. Because this won't be just a sitting down. As, as Pastor Bob said, it's going, to be, it's going to be powerful. It is what it is. But the power of God is going to move through you. And men are going to encounter God in a very intimate way. You're going to be in, there's some of them going to apologize the whole time because they're crying the whole time. And they're not used to crying. But you're going to bring them into such an intimate place. Because God wants to release that favor and that grace upon you. Uh, I just want to, there's, thank you, thank you, I appreciate it. Continue to walk in your healing, lay hands on everybody you can. Um, e, e, EMT, is that someone, that's like someone that is, works in. It's like a fabulous driver. Is, is there someone that is an MT, EMT here in the room or in this, in the house? Is that you? Oh man, there's several of you. You as well? You as well? And you? Is, is there three? Three? Only three? Can you stand up for me? You EMTs. I don't actually know what God wants to do, but he just said EMT, so that's we're going to start with that. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know what one was. You thought he was a chef. <laughs> it's like... It's like I thought it was another part of like, you know, keto. MCT, EMT. Okay, so part of this this map falling thing, I just feel like that map falling thing that nations, the nations calling you, the nations being on your heart, being on your life, drawing you, being able to minister and take this this gift of medicine, this gift of healing, this healing gift. So, so there's an anointing of healing that's on your life, not only for the sake of actual wisdom and technology, but the gift of healing of the Spirit of God. So if you just reach your hands out like this, the Lord's just going to put that gift of healing on you. And I just thank you for that. Oh, there it is. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for that grace uh, that is going to release. And if you just, it, this, if you put your hands on her her blood is going to get healed it's going to move all throughout her blood pressure and everything else blood is going to be just healed there it is taking place over there okay um will you guys emts lift your hands i just see that when you in it when you walk into a circumstance it's going to be completely circum some circumstances you walk into it's going to be absolute chaos 
and there's going to be a lot of people that just don't know how to handle it. And you, but you're the pastor on the scene. You're the pastor when you walk on. You're the pastor. And you're going to begin not only just bring life to the people, but you're going to bring pastoral care and pastoral anointing to everywhere you go. For God shows me you're a pastor. You're a pastor. You're a pastor. You're separated to the work of the pastor in the house of God, but also as an EMT out there in the work. And God says, I'm going to take over. I'm going to take over. Uh, that space and I'm going to show you what I can do what a revival looks like when an EMT gets loose I don't know what even that <laughs> what does that look like I don't know but it looks interesting I think it's just, it's just, I don't have a clue what it's going to be but you know but but this, let me tell you what I see when William Branham died and you guys don't know William Branham but he was a prophet that he, he, he his car went off the side of the road and and when he was dying his wife was dead and her eye was out and she was dead he crawled over to her, put her eye back in, raised her from the dead, and then he died. I see that same anointing of raising and putting eyes back in. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Except for dying. You will keep on living because you have to. <laughs> because you have to pastor people. Because you have to pastor people. Amen. Amen. Because you have to pastor people. And there is, I'm, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm hoarding a little bit, but there, there is an anointing on you for a generation of young people who, who need to see, who need to see. There's a, they're, they're blind, not only in the natural, but they're blind with what their future looks like. And you are a hope-filled person. God has filled you with hope. You are an optimistic upbeat let's go there's something that can turn around we can do this and and god god says that is who i made you to be that's what i've implanted in you and that's what i need you to start a revival with a revival of hope filled let's go this is exciting and there's a generation of young people that are gathering to you gathering already to you but they're going to begin to gather around you and you're going to bring them into the next season and equip them for the things that god has for them amen i'm sitting down EMT back there. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you. There's a Caleb spirit on you, that, that ability to, to see a mountain, to see something and say, let's take, I can take that. I can, I can do that. It's, a, it's, a, it's an all-possible mindset. Similar to this, this is optimism, but you actually, I mean, you're used to picking and pushing mountains and making mountains move and making things happen. But I see that God is going to release to you a great wisdom of how to use the forceful power that you walk in. And I, I see, I wanted to say, I see gray in front of you, but God's, God's not going to let you stay in the gray. He's not going to let you stay in the undefined position of your life. He's going to make things real distinct for you. You, you are, you're in a crossroads. When I see gray, I see crossroads. You're in a crossroads in decision-making. But God says, I'm going to make it very clear in the road to take and the next steps to take. And I, I don't know if you're married. I don't know if you have a, a relationship. Are you married? Are you in a relationship? Okay. Do, do you want to be in a relationship? <laughs> Is that the next thing? Okay. <laughs> That's the next thing I got to ask. Because really, I see someone coming to you. I see someone coming your way. And I see uh, you almost were like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm just going to, but God's bringing the right person for you. 
And the broken heart, the broken heart, and the broken heart, three broken hearts. The broken hearts are being healed right now, and God's releasing strength to you. That grayness has gone away, and you're going to have that clear sight. The spirit of heaviness and depression is leaving your family, not you only, but your family. That generational thing has been trying to tackle you and just trying to get on you. But God's breaking that generational curse off of you, and you're no longer going to be gray. You're going to come into this light. You're going to see colors again, and you're going to live. You're going to live. You're going to be strong. You're going to feel like living. And you're gonna bring, you're gonna bring, you're gonna bring people into that same hope, that same possibility in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. It's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, there's a couple here. Brother, you have a brown plaid shirt on. Your wife's right next. She's got a little light turquoise hoodie, gray. Could you guys stand up? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm assuming that's your wife. Did I assume right? Okay. Last thing I want to do is, you know, mess up, hook you up with the wrong woman. <laughs> you know, uh, I see that uh, you guys are very, very excited about things that you're seeing, but uh, you don't know if how much, you don't know how to dive in, and you, and you want more, but you don't know how to get more when it comes to spiritual things. God's taking you through the school of the Spirit. It's a whole learning curve you're going through. And, uh, you know, God's just enjoying the journey. You may not be, because I think God's messed your, messed your head up. Okay, but he's enjoying because he's putting together. And, and uh, what's going to happen is you're going to really discover the school of the Spirit. You're going to start having things happen to you. Uh, I saw you two pushing like a like a giant cart up a hill. You're doing all the right things, but you're, there's just a weariness that God's going to take away. There's a refreshing that he's going to bring upon your household, a refreshing he's going to put on your marriage. Not that there's anything wrong with your marriage at all. I don't want to insinuate. But sometimes we just need to be renewed. I mean, Sue and I need to get a renewal in our emotions and our mind. And, and God's bringing a renewal from a season of fatigue. But he's also going to take the two of you into the school of spirit. You're not going to, brother, you got a little bit of an analytical mind. You know, how does this all work? You know, how those guys be spooky and creepy up there? How does this operate? You're going to start getting Holy Ghost experiences like you've never had. You're going you're to get impressions that you, you can't shake. And what is this? I, I might as well try to do something with it. And it turns out to be God. There's going to be a great sister. You're going to get into deep intercession. You're going to know what it is to speak in tongues for long periods of time. And you're even going to know what it is to travail in the spirit. You, you know, you're, you're, you, you appear in the natural to be a very well put together person as far as etiquette and stuff. And you're going to slobber as we snot. You're going to wake <laughs> and, God, you know, Don't bring anybody over because it's just, you know, I'm interceding. I see, I see you getting words for people in the church and sending it to them and texting it and giving me a pastor, I want to give you something. And you just got this spirit of prophetic encouragement. Brother, you're going to have, you're going to have these unique impressions. Like, I got to go call this person. I got to go see this person. And, and, and you're going to be astounded that it's a divine appointment. And God is working through me because God is going to take you and build confidence in you spirit of timidity, comparison, and whatever messed up in your own system of your thinking of who you are 
as a child of God, but even who you are as a man, God's going to rebuild your self-confidence. He's going to take away the inferiority of another age, comparison that might torment you. He's going to release this out of you. You're going to be baptized with sonship. And you're going to know who you are in Jesus. And there's going to be this confidence. I am a man of God, and I am a son, and I'm going to be used to bring life to people. You're going to be life givers to people. In the days of lie ahead, you're, you're going to... You're going to be leading small groups, and you're going to be sharing what you're learning and growing in. And people are going to look at you like, what happened to them? They had, you know, they were driving around in this little VW, you know, bug, and now they're like, vroom, vroom. they're just, they're like a Camaro with a 460 engine in it or something. Just, they're just moving with great zeal and faith because God is going to ruin you. So I'm going to pray for you right now for God to ruin you. So Lord, I pray right now for this beautiful couple that you would come on them by the power of the Holy Spirit. Shake them in their thinking. Shake them in their heart. Shake them in life. Renew them. Come and visit. That times of refreshing would come from the presence of the Lord in their marriage and in their household and the challenges that they're facing, even financially right now. The God that you're going to, Lord, turn it around in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. They're going to wake up like with joy and like with this weight vest off of them. That man, God's visiting us. Put intercession on my sister. Put prophetic words in her heart and her mind. Stagger her, God, with your intervention and your activity and who she is. And my brother, I pray that he would know that you speak to him, that you're digging out his ear to talk with him. And Lord, bring strange impressions. Bring thoughts that are not of his own making and let him run with faith and be just tickled to death, Lord, at how you used them. I pray for great blessing on them. And Lord God, I take discouragement out of their hearts. Put courage in there now, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for being ministers here. Right. I had a, just a, not to go too long, but I really, this thought that kept coming to my mind that you have like an engineer's, um, uh, the, the word, I can't even think of the word, but they're a surveyor's like machine. You're surveying a landscape, and I just saw you with your hand in with a technical um, piece of equipment looking and surveying and um, there's like an an engineering kind of thing on you the word engineering just kept coming to me and serving and God is just saying I have made you exactly how you are so you don't need to relinquish an analytical mind it's a gift that God has given you you don't have to um, try to fit in what you see around you in some sort of mold. God loves who he made you to be. The intelligence and the analytics of your mind are his gift to you. And ultimately, if you don't fight with that and you don't try to compare yourself, you will uh, find that God is going to use you in all kinds of technical fields and open up doors that only you can touch, that only you with your gifting are able to be involved in the, the circles of people and the influence in the city that you will have that no one else could have because of how he's graced you. So no no comparison or trying to change is necessary. That's the Lord just put that on me. A sister right here, real quick, this sister with your um, red little bun and your black cute bow right there and blue, can you stand? I would just love to... Um, 
just get a, I just got such a strong read. Yes, please. Yes, you. And I, uh, I don't know if I've, did I meet you or talk to you? Are you related to somebody that I know from your, I mean, I forget most things anyway, but God is uh, calling you out. And I saw you with uh, a large family that turned their back on you. And it's like you were, um, you found yourself in a new home, not by your own choosing, but by God's design, a new circle of relationships. God is coming today to just make you fit, like, just like you should fit. And you have struggled with the area, it seems like the, of not fitting because of something that you feel, I don't fit. God is saying, oh, yes, you do. You are a perfect fit for this house and the family that God has dropped you into and the relationships that he is bringing to you. And relationships are coming that are going to be so healthy and healing for you. It's a season that God is going to bring. I feel feel you. I see you crying for relationship that God would order, and he is coming to confirm that to your heart, that he is answering the cry of your heart for relationship. And God is going to do it in his way, in his timing, and you don't have to strive. I also saw um, like a renewed a dance in your step, a, a, a dance to get you off of, uh, it's like you're... <laughs> It's like your feet were in cement and somehow you were um, you were stuck in some things that God has taken a hammer and a chisel and removed a heavy weight off of you and saying, dance, sister, dance, to release you to a new freedom and a breakthrough, a breaking away from something that's been really holding you down. God is saying it's a day of new dancing, um, dance sister just dance and rejoice in the lord because in it you're going to find you're going to find out how much freedom that you are going to experience both spiritually and and there's another kind of freedom i feel like there's a freedom in you to um create like a like you know creativity comes when we break off of some of the lid of what we feel is, um, because I deal with this too. I feel like, oh, I've got to act this way and not let some of the things out of who I am. But God is saying creativity is coming. You're in some kind of arts and expressive arts are going to come your way and writing it and drawing it. And the writing is going to turn into like, this giant scripted beautiful written art drawn and painted piece i just see that all coming out of you amen Amen. hallelujah you know i want you to know that that the mantle of of the prophet is it on this house you know and it especially flows from the prophet pastor seth <laughs> when he he because as as he's writing and leading uh, us in worship i felt today there were so many of us that received that had thoughts we had never had before 
And, um, and I want you to know that God is speaking to you. It doesn't take a prophet for you to hear God. Amen. You don't have to be a prophet to hear God because God is an amazing communicator. I mean, he can take a donkey. Come on, this whole country of America is thinking about donkeys and elephants. Listen, God will take a donkey to talk through. I'm not even trying to be political. I don't know where there that came go. from. What was that? That's deep. That's crazy. I'm from Holland, so I, I'm not taking any sides. So anyway. But I, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I believe is that when you come to the house of the Lord, expect to hear from the Lord. You might as well be a prophet. Come on, that's how clear it will be when you come with expectation to hear the Lord for yourself. Because the anointing of the prophet is just ramping up in this place. There was one day when, when King, King David was prophesied to be King David, but he was not yet David. He was running and hiding from King Saul who wanted to kill him. And David ran to the school of the prophets. Come on. He ran up there and he started prophesying and, and Saul chased him to the school of the prophets. And before that, he even sent a bunch of killers, come on, after David. And what happened when they got in the presence of the prophets? They started prophesying to the point where people were shocked. Like, wait, who is amongst the prophets here, right? And I want you to know that, that you've received tonight thoughts that you had never thought before. And don't just think like, wow, I never thought that before. That is God speaking to you. And it is a key to your next level. So ask the Lord to either quicken it or whatever you receive during worship, during the preaching of the word, thoughts you had never had before are your prophetic key tonight. And, and write it down, put it in your phone, remind yourself of it because it's going to take you to that next level. Amen. And I, I felt like the Lord, the Lord, it, you in the jeans jacket, uh, God is touching systems in your body and aligning them. He's, he's, he's bringing balance and health and wholeness to every, come on, every system of your body. He declares that he has made every system in your body. He's the Lord over every system of your body. And you can count on him to bring, bring up what needs to be brought up and bring down what needs to be brought down. And I'm hearing a word, but I'm not quite sure with my English uh, or, and I've no medical degree whatsoever. No, it's not EMT. <laughs> it's now more confusing. Endoctrinal system or something like that. Okay, that's what it is. Endocrine? Yeah, so I just see it spelled out in front of my eyes, but I can't pronounce it. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, throughout the room, the Lord is touching that system in your body. So whoever needs that, I don't know where it is in your body, but he's touching it. He's bringing life and health. He's bringing life in your blood. And the Lord says he's bringing life in every gland in your body in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for virtue right now. We command life. We command the toxins 
to leave your systems right now in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah Holy Ghost cleanse praise the Lord oh amen thank you Lord from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet this is the temple of the Holy Spirit and she's hands off to all infirmity in Jesus name amen amen and the, the couple a wonderful couple that was just prophesied over you've got engineering and yeah so I heard this interesting thing you know when when uh, when Mary was spoken to uh, and and the Catholic community still says it that her womb you know was was, was most blessed God says your womb, the fruit of your womb is most blessed. And I don't care what contradicts that or what thoughts have come, but God says your womb is highly blessed. And the fruit of your womb is, is um, it's like Moses. You know, he was separated uh, from all the other children. And God says he's bringing, bringing a treasure like Moses from your womb in your house he's raising that up precious proper children in jesus name amen amen praise the lord and i just feel like you you're you're waiting for a financial breakthrough a financial miracle so i just agree with a financial breakthrough for you too and just yeah. a miracle for you and your finances amen amen Wow, great stuff, huh? The brother got healed of the back right here. They're doing a little jig here. And uh, I just, just want to give you some little caveat where that's your wife next to you, I'm, I'm assuming. You know, the Lord is extremely pleased with the two of you. And here's what uh, specifically. The Lord showed me that you are great defenders of people behind their back. I just see that you got people's back. People start saying stuff about them. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Hey, man, let's, let's, let's evaluate this situation and let's look at where you would be if you were there. And they're not, that's not what they meant. And that's not where their heart's at. You, you have protected a number of people in their church and their reputation. See, here's the great guilt of the church. We have violated the ninth commandment. We have created false accusations and false reports. Okay, about people, even in our own personal judgment and procession. And you two have diligently put up your shields and taken arrows for people. And they don't even know it, but you turn the way people see them. And God's just, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. And the Lord wanted to acknowledge that for you two today. Amen. Can you receive that? Amen. God's very pleased. He's just blessed couple right here ma'am you're looking right at me you're yeah you got me you and I that's your husband I'm gathering yes that's you and him amen what uh what dispensers of wisdom you are I mean word of wisdom is in you the word of wisdom you know, the word of wisdom is knowing what is the wisdom for the situation it's not you know a guy is really wise he knows the stock market and he can take you to Home Depot and show you how to do plumbing that's not wisdom okay that's just being talented like I'm not but uh, wisdom is the thing. It's not a thing. It's the thing to do in the hour. You know, Solomon just said, split the baby in half. He just knew what to say. It was the thing to say that broke the situation. And both of you 
have a proverbial wisdom about you. Not just the scriptures that are stored in you, but you also just have wisdom on the spot, great perception. You have a noble heart, both of you. Your household, your marriage, your life, we're gonna be noble people. We're, we're, we're not gonna bring people down. We're not going to create you know, destruction. We're gonna build them up. We're gonna be healers. Our words are gonna be seasoned with grace. We're gonna be lovers of the people of God and you have been lovers of the people of God and dispensers of wisdom. And more people are gonna to come to you like, what would you do in this situation? Wisdom is gonna come. Holy Ghost wisdom, right on the spot. You can't, oh, we has gotta study up. They're gonna ask us. Wisdom is gonna be there because it's there. Part of it's the seed bag of the word that's in both of you. And some of it's just Holy Ghost, Word of Wisdom. I know we don't have Word of Wisdom seminars, but it's a gift of the Holy Ghost. To one is given wisdom, and you have it. It's a baptism of that. So, Father, I pray you release that. Even like wisdom, like Jesus, the woman at the well, go home and get your husband. He just knew what to say. What was the thing to say in the situation? He answered questions and situations. They'll know how to do that. They're going to give counsel. Spirit of counsel is on you. Spirit of wisdom and might. Come on, that Isaiah 11 thing is on you. You're going to give wisdom and counsel from marriage to finances to situations to what should I do. People are going to come with difficult, complex circumstances, and you're going to untwist it quickly. They didn't see the obvious, but God's going to show it to you. So God's going to use you. You're going to be that beautiful thing behind the scene that brings so much life to people that's so needed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Brother, right here, nice shoes on, hoodie. I think I've, I've met you before. If I'm kind of foggy, probably have. And that's your wife next to you, right? Okay, it is. Praise God. Here's, here's what the Lord, you know, J.O., we want to make sure we're not ministering to leaders, but what's what the Lord said to me about you tonight? There is, there is power in that couple. Okay. Now, I love Spider-Man. With much power comes much responsibility. And I feel like the two of you have said, Lord, you've been so good to us. There's just a gratefulness of what God's done for you, on you, with you, through you. And it's been exciting. It's like how much more can we, can we handle? And the Lord's telling me you're going to be able to handle a lot more. Whatever you're doing now in business and in scenarios is going to explode. And, you know, everyone, oh, I wish that was me. Not really, okay? Because you know the pressures. You know what's constantly on your mind and the stresses. And the huge moral responsibility, I think the two of you feel as stewards, that we do not want to take this and spill it on the ground or consume it on ourselves. We want to be stewards, not just for the situation, but for the long term. You're a planner, brother. I mean, you're a strategic planner. It's not just impulsively, let's just go for it. It's no, this is, this is the business plan. And here's the vision. And here's the steps to fulfill the vision and what we're going to do. And, you know, sometimes you get kind of weary of that. I just kind of like to be a street preacher, being out there just doing stuff. And, you know, and you know what? God's going to do that with you. And what's going to be exciting about you is that you're going to be, they, people think street preachers are just guys who just got out of the mission downtown Spokane. Okay, that's what they think, you know. A few tats on you. If you have tats, God bless you. And, uh, you know, but, you know, that's all they are. They just got saved out of drugs, you know. But they don't think a businessman would do that. You know, you're going to be radical in witnessing. A radical. You're going to be full of the Holy Ghost, 
full of the ministry of giving and full of strategies for the kingdom of God. And God is going to give you more. It's okay. You're going to be able to handle it. You're going to handle it with grace. And people are going to be blessed for generations. So God bless you. There's a couple here on the end. Um, you've got a hat on, and um, you've got blonde, kind of longer hair, like four rows back. Yeah, you guys, can you stand? I nope. <laughs> yeah, the front, the front nice. couple, not the <laughs> back couple. Oh, this is dangerous. Yeah, they got a lot of hats back. There. There's a lot of words here, you know. And speaking of, we only get a little bit, you know, because we don't have enough time to do everybody. But honestly, God has so much as um you know we he has so much for you so the scripture that really was put on me was about um distress and i'm sorry to start out negative but listen here's that turnaround story because when i am in distress i call to you because you answer me among the gods there is none like you lord no deeds can compare with yours all the nations you have made will come and worship before you. There is a um, there's a season that we all we all go through seasons, and there's been a distress season. But God is coming to fulfill His promise to you. You have come to this house because you know that there's a promise for you. There's a uh, there is a, a reversal in the things that have happened and the things that were said over you. God is bringing in both of you a season of turnaround a season of of new beginnings i that's the word i keep getting the new beginnings the distress is behind and the new beginnings of fruitfulness of of great joy joy is coming to your home joy is coming to your relationship are you guys married if we should always forget to ask these questions well you know what god is coming to bring a joy and sister especially you i feel there has been um so much that god is going to turn and and just peel back the layers of of um discouragement and and oh being overwhelmed god is coming today to say i i have a great and a beautiful future for you sister a beautiful day a day where you're gonna just know that only God can do the things that he wants to do for you. I don't know if you're involved with um, with food, but um, I feel like there's just something that you do or with food or around food, and God is gracing you with gifts and talents and creativity, and there's a, there's a gift in you to um, make things that are delicious and, and both um, healthy and nutritious too and like there's a, a heart in you to um, do those things well and God is going to grace you and even a business model is in your mind you've thought business business I'd love to start a business I'd love to own a business God is, is saying yes I want to give you those things and allow me to lead you and guide you and look for counsel on how to start these adventures that God is going to blow on that business idea for you. Amen. Now, I, I, you earlier, you had a problem with your back, right? Uh, we just thank you, Father, for healing his back. We thank you for the freedom 
and the grace that you have for him. You know, I feel like there are some things that have been left behind, left behind, left behind. And God, I kept seeing this idea that none are left behind and nothing's left behind, that everything is catching up. This is the season of redeeming the time for you and redeeming people that you felt like were left behind. God's going to bring them all and they're going to catch them up. So we thank you for the healing virtue. I thank you for the grace that's coming upon you. I don't know what you do or who you, you know, you, you're next, you, yes, you. But you are like a reporter and you have questions, 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 and you're, you like have this uh, in, intrigue and inquisitive thought process. And God wants you to use that. God wants you to use it. And I don't know if you do journalism. I don't know if you do reporting. I don't know what it is. But you have that kind of mindset. You have the mindset that actually can bring the story to truth and bring it to the truth. And, 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 and you won't actually, it's like an investigative reporter. You won't actually stop until you actually um, get the truth out. And that desire for justice and truth and morality is what God put inside of you. That's an anointing. And I'm, and I'm, and I just, I'm just going to pray over you that you would have an exposed opportunity in media that somehow that that gift inside of you would be exposed in media, that you would have an opportunity. I keep saying investive. I keep saying invest investigative. I keep saying that because I feel like there is a media opportunity, an open door that's going to come to you. That's going to open up for you. And uh, when I looked at you, the Lord said, she's like Kimmy. And Kimmy is a woman I work with. So she works for ABC and she's a producer for ABC. And she does, she creates shows and she does reporting and she does all this. That world of media is open up to her. And I felt like God said, that's the same anointing for you. I don't know if you have that in your heart or if you want to talk about it, talk to God and pray about it. But God has put that in you. Is that something that's in your heart? You do invest and you do investigative stuff. Okay. Well, go on, girl. That's the anointing of God on your life. And God wants you to, I mean, but God's going to break up. There's a new, there's a new, there's a new season of new faces rising in that space, in that media, news, investigation, journalism, writing, that kind of expose. There's a new face and your face is going to be in that. And God's going to raise you up. So trust him. Trust him to open up the doors that are closed. I see you've knocked on a couple of doors. They didn't open to you. Don't be discouraged because they weren't the right doors. I see two doors that open. And I, and I don't know if one was ONA or OAN, one of those kind of news places. But don't, don't be discouraged because God has the right door for you. And, and just keep on doing what you're doing. You're on the right track. Keep on training. God's training you. God's developing you. And he's, gonna, he's connecting you with the right people. He's connecting the right people. You know this lady next to you? Your mom? Hi, mom. You are an entrepreneur. You have that anointing on you. I see you opening up new either, either spaces or opening up places for people. But you have this entrepreneurial anointing. You see things before they come to pass and you go, gosh, I saw that. I knew that. But you've not struck, you've not struck the iron on it. And so don't second guess what you see. You have a foresight. You are what we call in that world of, of entrepreneurship, a futurist, someone who can see what's coming around the corner. And, and you don't get, you're like, I knew it. I saw it. I, didn't I tell you I saw it? Well, that is on you. So use it. Go to action in this season and, and actually manifest it. I want to see that. I want to see it. And ma'am, next to, next to, we're going down this row. This row, this row is just getting... Is I saw the I saw the sorrow and the grief come off of you when Pastor Bob was was talking to you, 
that sorrow and that grief. God started to work deep, but you shut it down because it moved on. But I don't want you to shut it down. Tonight, I want you to go and I want you to get with God. I want you to let that sorrow and that grief that has tried to hold you captive this year because you're going to come at, there's a brightness that wants to come off of your face. There's gifts that want to come alive. You put some things on the shelf because of the sorrow and the grief. And God says, I need that to come off the shelf, but I got a healer of the sorrow and the grief. And when I can heal her of that, then that which she put up on the shelf and just said, well, someone else is going to do it. It's going to happen somehow. God's saying, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you to do it. I need you to do it. And so I release now that gift, that grace of God that allows you to really process, process that sorrow, process that grief, grief, that loss. God releases his hand on you. And man of God, pray for her. She's powerful. I mean, she's powerful. She's super powerful. We heard the prophetic word, but that's the blockade. That's the thing I'm going after right now. Can I go after it? Can I go after it? In the name of Jesus, I rip that off of your life. That, that heaviness, that heaviness, I break it off. In the name of Jesus, I rip it off and I, and I release you to step into the grief. I release you to step into it, not to fight it off. It's, it's, not, it's not a lack of faith to walk through the grief. It's not a lack of faith. It's not a lack of faith if you have to go through that sorrow. It's a lack of faith if you can't come out. And I declare in the name of Jesus, you can come out. You're not going to live in it. You're not going to pretend like you don't have it. In the name of Jesus, you're coming out and you're powerful. Amen. One more word of knowledge, if I can. There was, I feel like it may be in the back, in the, in the other room, for like a little kid, a little, maybe a little kid, but someone who has a, a constant ear aches, constant ear problems, and it causes problems in the jaw. And I just want to release that healing virtue. It, it may be a, with a little child. I feel like there's even a mother that says, you know, I have this, my, my, my child just won't go to sleep. There's a constant crying and crying and crying. And so we just release peace on that.